always remember that you are not starting from scratch. You have some experience that you bring to the table, either as a parent, either as um, a past um, worker in a different country, you have some experience. You just need to be able to connect the dots with those experiences and show that you're not starting from scratch, you are starting from experience. Hello everybody, this is the conversation number three of the It's Possible series as part of Canada's Career Month. My guest today is Tracy Oyekami. She is a communications consultant and career visibility coach. Today, she is sharing her insights for young professionals about career pivoting, and that could be because of moving to a new country or becoming a new parent. She also shares with us transferable skills from a multitude of different experiences in one's career. But now without further ado, here is Tracy. Hello Tracy, welcome to the show. Hi Karen, so good to see you. <laughs> It is so nice to see you and I wanted to also say hello to everybody who might be watching us live right now or in the replay, or who is listening to us later in the podcast episode of our conversation. And now, Tracy, for people who may not know you yet, could you please introduce yourself in the working out loud method, meaning five facts about you? Okay, so I'm going to make this quick. Um, so I'm Tracy Oyekomi. I'm a mom of a toddler, very energetic toddler. I'm the founder of Visible at Work um, and also the host of Visible at Work podcast. It's a platform for highly skilled immigrants and experts to scale their careers abroad without feeling like they're starting from scratch. I also love red velvet cake. Um, I moved between three countries in two years um, while juggling a second degree and having a baby. And I love to cook and dance. So that's it about me. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And you know, what you just described, traveling and moving between three countries with all of the additional work you had, that's, you know, that sounds really tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, as we have a lot of listeners and viewers who may be in the early stages of their career or about to graduate, I would love to hear from you when you were in that stage of your life, what did you envision your career to be? And now reflecting back upon what actually happened and what things might have, you know, changed or were different than you had anticipated. Honestly, thank you, Karen. The funny thing is, a lot of times we have plans. It's always good to have plans. So I'm not saying you should throw out the plan, um, but sometimes we have plans and then the plan just changes midway. So for me, um, after finishing school, it took me about another seven to eight years before I went back to get another degree. So I was working all the while. I had a different view on how I wanted to... Um, take my career to the next level. In fact, at some point, I was thinking of going full into academia, um, continuing to a PhD and doing some research. And part of what my business does today was supposed to be my uh, PhD research. So looking at global working, 
even though I had moved countries different times, I was always working on global teams from people from different parts of the world, um, Europe, North America, Asia, and Africa. And um, I was just trying to do a research to see how um, cross-cultural communication, how that works. My background is in marketing communication and tech communications. And um, that was what my research was going to be about. So I decided, you know what, instead of just continuing with education and keep reading on why don't I test this hypothesis and see how that works. And uh, looking back and reflecting, it's been very interesting after finishing the master's and then deciding to do the business while working. Um, research is great. Research is different. Real life is so different and how that plays out. And it's been amazing just seeing how um, people that do not have the support where like as an expert, maybe the company would pay for uh, such training for you. Um, and then you move on your own, you find out that you need that type of training to be able to reinvent yourself, reinvent your career. And that's where I come in to help um, people that either decide to go back to school or they decide to move to a different country to either continue in the career path they want or to reinvent themselves and decide to build a new career from scratch. That sounds wonderful. And, you know, as you have, like, as you know, I've traveled and lived in different parts of the world. And I always find it amazing that, you know, moving to a different country and starting from scratch, basically, that it requires a lot of skills. And if one does that over and over again, that one gains a lot of transferable skills. So for somebody listening to us who may not have had that experience, could you share with them what kind of skills have you learned by doing this multiple times yes uh, so speaking about transferable skills the funny thing is if you've moved and even if maybe in the process of moving you did not get into another nine to five job and uh, thankfully now remote working is now considered like normal right now so even if you did not go back into the office to start working but like karen said you picked up transferable skills you need to sit down make a list of the things that the things that made you go crazy when you were moving because most times when we sit down to make a list or write about ourselves we're so good at talking about other people like if someone comes to you and says, hey, do you know that bakery down the road? They make great cookies and you can go on and on about how great their cookies are. But when it comes to you talking about yourself, you're like, oh, well, I do this, I do that. And we don't really go into detail. So for you to get to that point, like to really open up yourself to remember the things you've done and remember the transferable skills sit back and remember the things that made you go crazy when you moved and then think about how you were able to be resourceful so how are you able, able to solve those problems so that's what i did and that's what i also encourage my clients to do when they work with me so for me um thinking about my transferable skills although like i said my background was in marketing communications i was always looking at the marketing aspect and then I took a step back and remember that all my careers, like all the while I was working in marketing and working with tech companies, I was always in charge of managing like the global team lead. So like either the country manager moving to the country, um, doing intercultural training, um, working on things that would make the CEO really stand out so that they can localize the campaigns that they're working on. 
And I was always the one, like, always heading those types of projects. Like, either my manager would just say, Tracy, you're the best at this. Just go handle those projects. And so I sat back to look at the transferable skills I had picked up working with different country managers, different leaders from different parts of the world, and really helping them assimilate. And some things that they um, they they talked about, they raved about after working with me or after you know our sessions or things that I had done. And I took that, I held on to it. Then by the time I moved myself, and I did not have like the luxury of having that type of training for myself because it wasn't a company that transferred me. I decided to move myself with my family. I now looked at those transferable skills I had picked up. And that was a key selling point for me in rebuilding my career in Canada. Thank you so much for sharing this. And, you know, you've mentioned family, you mentioned you have a toddler. So that might be something, again, our viewers and listeners, they may be pre, um, you know, family, pre-child. And so everybody says when before you have a child, your life will change forever. And everybody thinks, yeah, well, how hard can it truly be, especially at the beginning? The kid is going to sleep most of the time, needs a little bit of food. And, you know, that's what I would think a lot of people initially think. So I'd like you to also share with our listeners what changed becoming a mom? What skills did you learn? What transferable skills were there that you might never have thought beforehand? Yeah, so I always used to um, just pride myself as not really um, being organized. Or oh, I thought I was organized, but I became like super organized after I became a parent. I thought I was good, but now that I had to bring it a top notch and really um, like follow to the T everything I needed to do, um, especially because at the time my baby arrived, I still had like a, a, like two more semesters to finish up. So I was juggling that and I was still doing like a part-time lecturing as well. Virtually, I was lecturing um, chartered marketers and I was also going to school and I was also taking care of a baby in a new country. So for me, um, one of the skills that I really picked up at that time was really managing my time and managing my energy. So there are times when you have a lot of time to do things, but your energy is really low because you're, you're not getting enough sleep. Um, like even though the baby is sleeping, but you are wide awake trying to be sure that the baby is sleeping properly, you know, uh, like everything just goes as planned. I remember when, like the few days after I had him and then his belly button, um, the, you know, it was healing and it fell off. I was just like, oh my God, it, it looks different. It, you know, like what you read in books is supposed to fall off this way. And why is it falling off this way? I hope everything is okay. <laughs> so um, there's so many things that go on in your mind. So when you look at like the transferable skills you pick up as a parent, um, how you're able to be resourceful Sometimes resourcefulness doesn't really show up when you have a lot. It shows up when you have very little. So maybe very little time or very little space or very little money. Um, whatever very little thing you think you have that you feel disadvantaged, think about how you're being resourceful with that and what you're able to turn that into and have that as a transferable skill. 
Well, thank you. This is like, it brings back memories when my kids were little. They are now, you know, much taller than me. So, <laughs> but it's, it was, I remember it was this time before they could speak that ultimately beforehand, anytime I could just sort of, you know, Google something or look something up. But I think that to me was a big thing that there was no book that came with it and you couldn't really communicate. So you had to really, um, you know, learn what the baby needed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they have their ways of telling you what they need. Either they're crying and then you, you now pick up so many sounds, different types of cries. It's amazing how, you know, this cry is about poop. This cry is about lack of sleep. This cry is about being too cold. <laughs> it's just funny. So you pick up a lot of things as a parent and never, ever be ashamed um, when you're rebuilding your resume or you want to talk about your experience as a parent. Never let anybody make you feel bad that because um, you are a parent or you decided to be a parent. And so that doesn't qualify as a work experience. It's just about the wording. And I say this because like in my communication background, I'm able to use words and make it sound very epic and make it sound very great that this is what this person can do. And this is how the experience really stands out. Thank you so much, Tracy, for that, because I'm like on this big campaign. Every time I hear the word career gap, it, I really get upset because I feel it's such a practical leadership course. There are so many aspects one can learn during this unpaid care work or, and other, you know, sometimes people then volunteer as well. So there are so many skills that one can gather. And yes, it might not be written when one looks through a, um, you know, a job application because, you know, it's, it's different, you know, increasing your um, productivity or your product sell or sales by X, but you are basically ensuring that your kid grows, you know, gains knowledge, stays alive. So I think that to me is such a leadership um, course. Yes, it is. It is. And, um, and even if you do other activities while managing children, that can also be a very good um, show of time management. I have some clients that, in fact, most of my very best clients that really stand out, like after working with me, they're parents. So it's either they moved because like they wanted better opportunities for their children, and now they have to like manage their time, and they're able to manage their time and get results. I'm talking both mothers and fathers that have been my clients, and they've been able to manage their time as parents. And I tell them how like you can sell yourself saying even when you volunteer, like even if maybe you hadn't gotten a job or you were volunteering while managing toddlers, while taking them for school runs, while taking them for like too many other activities. And if your role is not a sales driving role where you're not um, responsible for this million dollar project, but you're responsible for, um, so maybe you're a chaperone for your kid's school, you're responsible for managing um, young people when they go out for activities. And, you know, you mentioned like the risk that you're able to mitigate. So 
if god forbid like anything happens when you go out with young kids you know that like the police is going to be involved so many things are going to happen so you talk about how like the risk that you're able to mitigate for those children when you take them out how you're able to come up with fun activities to keep them busy and if maybe you were volunteering at a place that maybe somewhat related to your career you can talk about how you're able to manage your time volunteering putting in maybe over 20 to 30 hours weekly um you can also measure the number of people the average number of people that come to that um center the volunteering center that you reach out to so even if you don't personally reach out to 200 people but in a week an average of 200 people come to that place um, you're also responsible for the work that you do there while you're volunteering. So that's how you can use numbers to still show your experience, even though even though it doesn't have to do with um, money. That is great. That's really, really good advice, Tracy. Now, um, you know, as the theme of our career months here in Canada is it's possible. I would love to hear from you what would what is your it's possible statement my it's possible statement is that you are not studying from scratch you are studying from experience so no matter how you think maybe you have to go back to school or go get another certification always remember that you are not studying from scratch you have some experience that you bring to the table either as a parent either as um, a past um, worker in a different country you have some experience you just need to be able to connect the dots with those experiences and show that you're not starting from scratch you are starting from experience i i think that is such a great advice because somebody who might have you know recently graduated or is a young professional they might have you know as you said they volunteered in order to like here in canada or in bc in order to actually graduate high school one has yeah. to either volunteer or one has to you know have a, a a short work experience and so they can draw on skills transferable skills and i like what you said earlier that often one sort of underestimates or doesn't think about about oneself, the skills one has already gathered. So I really appreciate that, that, you know, for at any stage, one can, um, you know, reflect on things that one has already done. Yes, and just to add to what you're saying, like for young professionals, maybe you feel you don't have enough years of experience um, or it's your first or second job and you're thinking, how can I show transferable skills? So if you are in BC, if you are in Canada, or even like any part of the world where you have a local library, um, find out um, most local libraries have LinkedIn Learning. You might see it as Linder Learning, and it's free. So long as you have your um, library card, you can access a lot of training for free. So if you look at the things you've done when you volunteered, maybe even on the sports team, you did something with the team, even for class projects that you volunteer to lead or you finished a project or you did a presentation you can put that as different skills and then you can do a short course um through your local library for free and then connect the volunteering that you've done with the short course that you did to show those transferable experience that is great now <laughs> We've talked a lot about, you know, your experience having lived in multiple countries. 
and you know yourself starting from scratch again in multiple countries and helping other people to do this so where would you like you know like to see in five or ten years what would you like to see you know globally as far as maybe support or you know making it somewhat easier for other people going through the same steps Yes, thanks, Karen. And just like your podcast is about job sharing and beyond, I really hope that um, in the next few years, just like the way remote working now has been uh, acceptable because we don't have a choice with the pandemic, and I'm looking forward to unconventional careers, unconventional experiences being accepted as well. So even if you did not go to the four worlds of a university, other experiences that you've picked up along the way would still be valuable for uh, companies, not just the mega companies or the tech companies, but other regular companies to see that and see it as experience. So that's what I'm looking for and I'm hoping for to that um, globally um, companies can pick up on unconventional experiences, unconventional um, careers. And you know when they see that on paper, they will be more interested in just talking to those people. Because I know a lot of people that have those type of unconventional careers, they're very good at talking about their experiences, um, but on paper, they just need somebody to be able to speak with them, like to open the door, speak with them, and then you get to see that there's so there's, there's a great pool of talent of people that have unconventional experiences. Thank you, that is great. Now. Is there anything that we didn't address today that you would like to share with our audience? Yes, uh, I think we touched on so many things, but I would just like to add that um, if you're thinking about growing your career, always remember that you are in the driver's seat of your career. Um, nobody's going to fix it for you. If you want change, you can implement change, start from where you are, and also remember that even as you decide to reinvent yourself, you can reinvent yourself at whatever stage you are in your career. And always remember that you can start from where you are with your career. And always remember that like your career affects every other aspect of your life. I'm not talking about just a job because a lot of people think, okay, a job, um, I get one job, but look at the, all the other jobs you've had in the past. That could be a leading indicator on your career path. So think about your career holistically and not just a job. And also think about like, if you want to reinvent yourself, you can do that. You don't have to wait till the new year to start. That is wonderful. <laughs> and now Tracy, how can people um, get in contact with you? Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my first and last name, Tracy, you call me if you type it in. You can easily find me on LinkedIn and I'm very active on Instagram. You'll find me as well there. My first and last name, Tracy Yekomi. My website is visibleatwork.com. So visibleatwork, one word, .com. You can find me there. You can send me an email on hello at visibleatwork.com. And if you want a five-step plan on things you know you should be doing every day as you're trying to reinvent yourself in a new country, just visit visibleatwork.com forward slash start and you will get a free download resource there. Thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing all your experience and insights. It was really wonderful. Thank you, Karen. I had a wonderful time. 
And for anybody who might be, you know, viewing this later and has questions, please be sure to put them in the comments. We will be sure to look at it. And also it will come out later as a podcast episode on job sharing and beyond. And I will be sure to put all of the contact information that Tracy just shared also into the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.